0: Hello and welcome to Japan by River Cruise with your hosts, Ali and Bobby. I am Bobby Judo. I'm calling in from southwestern Japan. And I'm Ollie Horn. I'm calling in from southwestern UK. So today on our first ever episode, we'll be discussing some unfortunate messaging in Japanese advertising. And as always, we're going to take an in-depth look at the world of Japanese river cruises, including this week's river cruise recommendation. Right, Ali?
1: Yes, that's right. Uh, This week we're going to be looking at the first coin-operated cruise in Japan to include both a his and hers toiletry set.
0: Also, the Japanese National River Cruise Health, Safety and Hygiene Regulatory Commission will tell you why we think there should be one. But first, it's soap talk. Ali uh, soap talk is our first section it uh, does not mean small talk but we call it soap talk because uh, because I can't pronounce small talk in Japanese that's right what's uh what's small talk in Japanese Ali uh,
1: Sekkenbanashi. banashi
0: nope that is soap talk try try okay. again Sekkenbanashi. banashi nope still soap talk uh, <laughs> this is uh, a tough. Pronunciation issue in Japanese for a lot of foreigners, but it's there's no chichai tsu, there's no glottal stop there. It's sekenbanashi. banashi.
1: Yeah, well, I'm adding a glottal stop. Yeah. Sekem sekem banashi.
0: It's sekken is soap. Seken is the world. So the world talk is uh, is small talk. So it's sekenbanashi. banashi. Well, uh, let's talk about soap. Right. Uh, just I don't want any listeners confused thinking that soap talk is like our section where we introduce oh, like Japanese. Don't, don't. Don't worry so about plans. that. Yeah. Don't
1: worry about that. We don't have any listeners. Cool, cool, cool. Uh,
0: so, since this is our first episode, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. Uh, tell us about yourself, Ali. Uh,
1: well, um, I'm into drawing, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm single. Uh, so I uh, I met Bobby in Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, in fact, we I can always date when we met because your babies weren't yet born. Right. Uh, and, and like you were you were an expecting an expecting uh, dad and oh. you were really anxious at the moment they were born, your life would be over. So you're trying to have as much fun, boozing and doing interesting things before uh, your children got born and, and
0: you got boring. I so, don't remember it that way, but that's cool. That's uh, certainly the energy
1: that, that you were giving. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: and how old are your children now?
0: Uh, they just turned four.
1: Okay, so we must have met just over four years ago, uh, where I was running a stand-up comedy night in Fukuoka, which is in the south of Japan, while uh, I was a postgraduate researcher in international trademark law and other interesting things like that.
0: Fascinating. Uh, Fascinating stuff.
1: Uh, And then uh, Bobby and I ended up working together uh, on a number of media projects in Japan, where Bobby works as a televisual presenter.
0: That's right. I am a, I am what I call a gotochi gaetare, uh, a foreign talent working locally. Uh, gotochi in Japanese means like regional or the area, and they use it to describe like gotochi yudukera, which is like the, the regional plush mascot or gotochi gurume, which is like the local famous food. So uh, I call myself gotochi Gaitare foreign talent, uh, because that sounds better than saying I'm not actually that famous.
1: Right. Yeah. And so so the, something that I always found really funny uh, when I was doing this work is they would never refer to me as a reporter. So even if I was reporting on a TV show which had nothing to do with my foreignness, it would still say on, stay on the script, Guy Kokajin reporter, foreigner, reporter. Uh, and so it's like, it's like my, my role was defined by the fact first that I was the foreign face rather than doing any reporting, which is fair enough because the quality of my reporting wasn't particularly in depth. Uh, as you once described the work, it's essentially declaring stuff to be delicious.
0: Right. Right. So Ali, uh, studied copyright law at a Japanese university, um, but also is a stand-up comic and was a, uh, a minor television personality. Uh, I started on YouTube and <laughs> then I moved into local TV and now I do some national TV uh, things as well. Um, so those are where our, uh, our Japanese perspectives are coming from. Uh, we are both huge fans of the Japanese River Cruise. Uh, and we both do comedy. I think you can get kind of like different uh stand-up comedy perspectives as well because Ali travels the world uh doing stand-up comedy and I write uh funny jokes. So, yes. two different kind yeah, of yeah. angles. So, yeah, so I I I've
1: I've, I've I've commercialized my limited comedy ability. Uh, Bobby has yet to commercialize his extensive <laughs> comedy ability. Um uh, in, in order to provide some uh <laughs> some wider
0: context, Bobby, uh give given an, uh, an example of quite how famous you are uh i think the best way that i can describe how famous i am in japan is that like if i'm on the train or if i'm walking down the street uh someone will come up to me and be like oh i'm a huge fan can i take uh can i take a picture with you and i'll say yeah sure and they'll, they'll take a picture and they'll go home and they'll put it on instagram and they'll tag me and they'll say look who i met in town and all of their friends underneath in the comments will go who <laughs> like that's <laughs> so like, so uh But no, I do. I I rode the train today and I got like four different people on the train stop and ask me for an autograph or ask me for uh, for a picture. And so, like, I'm not so famous that I am no longer like able to take public transportation. But a large part of that is because I really like it when people recognize me.
1: (laughs) It's it's like you're going on the train hoping Um,
0: (laughs) I make eye contact with everybody.
1: That must really annoy the other passengers on the train, which, which don't watch your stuff. They're going, well, yeah, who, yeah, 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 I wish they knew. Um, right. So, uh, this is supposed to be, uh, talking about, uh, our soap talk and right. we have a, uh, we, uh I, well, I think, I think that's it really, isn't it? I mean, really soap talk is,
0: yeah, well, yeah you know but what? before we move on, there's something that, um, you reminded me when you said something about uh, how they always presented you as like a guy, Koko reporter. Yeah. And how, like, that was part of your identity. It reminded me, I saw somebody on a Japanese TV show the other night where, like, her katagaki, her uh, her description, her title that they were giving her as, you know, a personality on the show was bisexual model. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's, bisexuality has nothing to, like, she doesn't model bisexuality. She is a model. <laughs> and she happens to be bisexual. But, like, they were like, whatever her name is, 23 years old, bisexual model. And, that's brilliant. Yeah, maybe and it's I... not like yeah, it's not like a reality well, TV show same. or anything.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. If if a bisexuality had anything to do with it, uh, yeah. and, and, but it's, that's, and it's not even...
0: kind of what we wanted to talk about a little bit today, because um, a lot of times in the Japanese like public-facing media and entertainment and things that are produced for public consumption have these unfortunate messages that are so tied into uh, kind of backwards conceptions of gender identity of uh, of cultural identity and things like that. So one story right. before we get into like the real bulk of, of, uh, the podcast, the, um, the
1: actual news before we do rat- the actual news. Uh, and before we talk about the cruise,
0: the, uh, this was something that happened in like 2016, but just recently it blew up on the internet was, uh, this kimono store started advertising, uh, their kimonos with these really, really unfortunate tags. Uh, and they got, I'm sure they got, a lot of criticism for it at the time but somebody just recently uploaded it to Twitter and the internet like exploded because of it um That's the good. most the most offensive one is it's a picture of a girl walking across the street in a kimono and
1: so, so just for some context what, what what were these posters for were they just just advertising a particular kimono brand uh, it was a kimono store it was a yeah, kimono right, store okay.
0: that was trying to sell more kimono by appealing in these very, very variegated and very like weird ways. And most of the ways just drew immediate negative attention and backlash and criticism. And the worst of them was, uh, the slogan was, no umitai kata ni. that's, uh, no umitai kata ni, which is for, for, it doesn't specifically say women, it says for people, but it says for people who want to give birth to a mixed race child, we recommend that we recommend wearing kimonos buying and wearing kimonos to i'm assuming women who want to give birth to a mixed race child and they just got like bashed from from all sides yeah and actually i've got the poster in front of me it's
1: a very beautiful poster it's 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 very very classy it's very nice and there's there's a, a, a young girl Uh, kind of walking in in her kimono and her slippers, um, with actually no one Mm -hmm. around her. She's there alone. Uh, So... You know, if, if, if this poster were to be true to its messaging, it should be like the Lynx advert where um, there's like a guy that's running down the street with a load of women chasing him. Uh, really, what it should be is like her at an international exchange party uh, with a load of really dodgy 20-year-old exchange students from the Midwest uh, who are creepily um, <laughs> who creepily. Who are trying to line. have sex with her. <laughs> <Yeah,
0: right. laughs> who are trying to impregnate her. No, that's what, <laughs> so I, what I liked about this was that the contrast between how classy the image is with... When you break down the subtext of what the slogan is saying, it's like for Japanese women who would like to have a foreigner ejaculate inside of them.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite nice formal Japanese, right? They use the word kata rather than yeah, yeah, hito, yeah. Um, Or, 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 or slut.
0: Or something like <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was great to me about this was that it united foreigners and people of mixed descent who were like we are not accessories we are not status symbols we are not somebody whose sperm is to be harvested for your (laughs) (laughs) for your fashion needs um with the japanese alt-right and the japanese alt-right they call them the uyoku or like the the net uyoku i guess is more the term for the alt-right over here um but like they were equally incensed because here is this the idea that you would use this traditional Japanese cultural item, this this concept of Japanese beauty, to try to encourage foreigners to fuck your women.
1: So what would they prefer? <laughs> I'm assuming
0: that they would prefer to fuck them themselves. Uh, <laughs>
1: right. So, so so maybe we've got to the heart of this. Maybe maybe the, the thing they're actually cross about is the fact that they're, they're not having sex themselves. Uh, and they're worried that this this advertising campaign might just tip the balance uh, for women that, that right, right. would otherwise have sex with them.
0: Well, I think, you know, uh, involuntary celibacy is a large part of what creates the alt-right or the ultra-right wing in any uh, country right now. But this was not the only message. Um, this was not the only message there. Are a couple other slogans. One was which means the number of people who hit on you will decrease, but the ones who still do will, uh, have a higher yearly salary.
1: Are, is, are we suggesting this isn't true because I, th- you know, a girl wearing a kimono is, uh, you know, somewhat intimidating, right?
0: Well, like, how, like, so intimidating that she wouldn't be able to come inside her? Because the first slogan seems to disagree with that.
1: <laughs> no, but, you know, the, the, you know, the, 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 there is a certain kind of mystique and elegance to, to, to someone wearing a kimono. And often people wear kimonos on special occasions.
0: And yeah. that
1: would prevent me from going up and speaking to them, right? Because, you know, they might be wearing a kimono because, I don't know, they're off to a funeral. I,
0: well, there's, <laughs> there's wanna... two things that I would say to that. The first is that I I would be... I would say that there's an incongruity in the message between the idea that, you know, it gives you this elegance and this class that uh, will attract a better class of men is undercut by the fact that it's saying you can put on this element of class to gold dig, essentially.
1: Right. And also there's a a necessary tension between the idea that that it's going to be a foreign individual that's going to be hitting on you and that foreign individual is going to be in Japan, um, where there are famously no rich foreign people in Japan.
0: Right, right. Uh, except gonna... I think like so there are there four slogans in total and they all came from like totally different directions and they all attacked this same like trying to to sell the idea of the kimono uh, in different ways those were the first two I don't think they intended them to be like taken together because they're all so different <laughs> right. one of them <laughs> one of them is just uh, kiru uh, kiruto yu oya kouko mo aru which are you? Are you familiar with oyakokko? Yeah, because they have oyafuko in yeah. Fukuoka. Yeah. So oyakokko is the idea like children taking care of their parents, doing things to make their parents happy. Um, and in Fukuoka, one of the most famous uh, downtown nighttime uh, asobiba, Coolness. like a yeah, it's not like quite a pleasure district or a red light district, but it's where like all the clubs and dance halls and young people go to uh, to do things that would make their parents unhappy. It's like oyafuko um which as i'm saying this i'm realizing the kanji are totally different and they're different concepts but they're already they were always linked no, in my mind ap-
1: apparently they changed the kanji though apparently so you are right um yeah. they changed the char- they they changed the kanji uh, a couple of decades ago in order to to make the to make the street not not seem like that but that is the they
0: changed the name completely but i think they changed it back and it's still not what i was trying to say it was so but that's cool um so so one of them is just like you you can take care of your parents you can please your parents by wearing a kimono that is one form of living up to your parents expectations right uh, is wearing a kimono which is not offensive in any way that i can see and then the last one is uh kimono well i suppose it
1: is offensive if it's implying that your uh, parents want you to go and get laid
0: Again, I don't think these were intended to be taken as a set. Like I don't, right. I don't think it was like, <laughs> step one, please your parents. Step two, bag a rich foreigner and have a child who you don't care about. <laughs> Other than as a fashion accessory. And then step three, or step four, which is uh, the last one, is kimono uh, <laughs> which means when you wear a kimono, all doors will open automatically. All doors will become opening. Well, automatically, all doors will become automatically opening doors. Um, which again, I think the idea is that if you're wearing like, it's a bold you know,
1: technological old, claim, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Like, I think Maybe what they're trying Bluetooth to say is that people, <laughs> is that people will open the door for you, but that's not an automatic door. Like that's not what an automatic <laughs> door means. That's somebody doing that.
1: Right. Right. Like if I,
0: if I have a cart and get you to push it, it doesn't become yeah. an
1: automatic cart. Um,
0: well, and just to backtrack just a little bit, um, what you were saying about the idea that it's not necessarily untrue that people won't hit on uh, a Japanese woman as easily if she's wearing a kimono. Just as a, a, a counterpoint to that, I would say, have you ever been to a natsumatsuri? Yes. They're full of young Japanese women and and men, um, but they're all wearing yukata. They're all wearing a form of kimono, a more casual yeah. kimono. But still, I mean, that's like Nampa city. It's yeah. Like, I, I, I remember like, quite a few yeah. years
1: ago, I went on, on one of these, um, they have these like boat tours in Tokyo where a load of young people go on like an all you can drink boat for about 3000 yen. And not you have a river to, and, cruise, though. No, it's, it's actually not a river cruise. Um, uh, it's like a party it, boat. It's a party boat. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. not a river cruise. Um, and so uh, you get like, I think it's like 5,000 yen off or something crazy. Hang if on you're a second. I'm wearing... making
0: just a note because in a future episode, I want to deal with the idea of like, what what is the line between party boat and river cruise? Like, I think there are a handful of categories and we could, this is just, we can edit this out if you want. But just for my own notes, um, party boat, what, what constitutes a river cruise? What constitutes a party boat? And when is it just a ferry? Um, I think
1: we'll keep this in because I think our listeners care. Okay. So uh, it's like 5,000 yen off or something ridiculous if you wear um, a yukata, I think it was, right? Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go and buy one then. As long as I can get it for less than 5,000 yen, I'm quids in. And obviously, they're incentivizing people to do this.
0: So everyone. Like, looks and you nice. end up with a yukata.
1: Yeah, right. Well, that's what I thought. But I ended up buying like pajamas or something which, which according to them, on a technicality, wasn't a yukata. because Did you buy it had, a uh, probably i don't know what i bought but what it was was not like it didn't meet their specifications and it was like jinbei
0: is like a combination short pants and then like a uh, yukata style uh well jacket style garment
1: it uh, might have been yukata style but it wasn't yukata enough uh, mm. and i remember getting it in a and obviously that like this guy took absolute delight in charging mm. me an extra 5000 yen even though i'd clearly made the effort and like jump jump through their um jump through their hoops right. uh and it does, you know. It did make the party fun, you know. Everyone looking nice and dressed up. Uh, so, but but I I, I think the, the reason why this story has like hit, has hit the headlines is because people are principally cross about the one which is saying if you want to have mixed mixed race children, use a kimono, you know. Wear, yeah, you wear reminded
0: kimono. me. I, like I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the idea that like you know wear a kimono or wear a yukata to get in for a cheaper rate. They also have a lot of parties where like you can get in for free if you're a foreigner or for half price if you're a foreigner.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah.
0: So if you had one of those like combination parties, you could definitely hook up those those women who want to have mixed race babies with cheap foreigners.
1: But this is I mean for, for, for people that um perhaps are, are, are you know less familiar. This is actually a thing, right? You know, such is the um like such is the strength of the messaging uh, that having a mixed race child will somehow improve the quality of your life right because mixed race children are seen to be you know either better looking or more talented or bilingual or whatever yeah what well, like i I've, I've seen dating profiles specifically saying i i want I want a mixed race child.
0: There were a whole bunch of news stories a little while back um, about, you know, share houses are becoming popular and and they sell them as these, like you can live in a foreign, a foreign friendly share house where, you know, you have roommates or people in the same share house uh, and that'll help you speak English. But then what they found were people were, women were going to live in them because they wanted foreign babies and they weren't looking necessarily to get married. They weren't looking to catch a husband. They just wanted... A don't a, don- a donor for lack of a better term but as somebody who has like two I have two uh, mixed-race uh, children or um, or as I like to call them one pure child um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was just awful <laughs> like, was, like how am I gonna phrase this and uh, it was not well was the answer um, <laughs> but as somebody who has uh, two half, girls. Um, I do. I see people all the time who who come up and they say, oh, you know, half children are supposed to be more elite. They're supposed to be smarter. They're guaranteed to be bilingual. They think that all hmm. mixed race children are, are, they grow up to be beautiful or super handsome. And Whereas your children are actually ugly dipshits. Hey. Hey. No, th- 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 but
1: that, no, but th- isn't that the point that it's really unfortunate that your children are absolutely <laughs> first class adorable, that, that, that your, uh. your argument <laughs> it, it has zero credibility because they are the, well, the kind of platonic ideal of what a cute little yeah, three year old well, four year old
0: girl should look like I can't get upset when somebody comes up and goes like oh they're so cute they're so cute but people will come up and go like oh I wish I had a half baby which is like number one is like you should never say that in English because it sounds like <laughs> some serial killer shit <laughs> like what are you gonna do with half a baby and the other thing is like you know you can't treat them as a status symbol or as an accessory because like my, my wife and I didn't have kids to try to you know fit this little fashionable accessory into our lives we no, had did kids it to save to, your try to save our marriage yeah yeah, yeah. You remember that set I did, huh? Cool, cool. Good to see. Good to see that you're gonna do my jokes on this show as well, and not just in your own shows.
1: Uh, Um, it's one thing um, when you
0: like steal a joke when I'm not there like you do it on stage in like Turkey or wherever the fuck you do your stand up it's another thing to do it like on a show that I'm a part of (laughs) oopsie caught out
1: Uh, (laughs) I didn't know that was your joke Um, but it's good to show it's good to to know that we're both um,
0: excellent humorists how did Uh,
1: you not know that was my joke
0: ah well you know selective Uh, memory strikes again so how um, um
1: I mean, the, the thing is, I don't think the people that made this sign, I don't think they, th- I don't think they think they were being sexist. I think this is like a, a classic example of them thinking, well, what do I know about what young girls like, right? Yeah. And why don't I just amplify that to the nth degree?
0: Well, I think that it's it's a level of ignorance about like not being able to perceive the negative responses to this, but it also is one of those things where you're like, how many meetings did this go through? And the fact that it's not one slogan, but like at least three, the Jito one is not offensive, but it's just bad like it's just poorly crafted and like how many levels of of you know of marketing meetings did this get through with nobody sitting there going do we really want to associate like trying to sell the kimono the appeal of the kimono as something that foreigners are going to flock to and and then impregnate our women because of
1: yeah and I, I, I wonder whether they were thinking long term, whether they were thinking, well, what we need to do is to sell these kimonos to these young, uh, young girls, get them very, very horny, make them procreate and then upsell a dry cleaning service. Because kimonos <laughs> are f- famously hard I was, to wash.
0: I was going to say, uh, I think the only really good way that you could kind of look at or interpret this uh for women who want to give birth to half children or to mixed-race children like the only way that this works for me is if they meant it literally where it's like like we recommend a kimono uh as birth control (laughs) like like, (laughs) like you use a kimono as birth control and it won't be effective And then. But I thought of a handful of things that uh I think that the slogan would be like more appropriate for. Um like Hafanokoga Umitai Katani would be a better slogan for like a Halloween nightclub party in Rapongi. Yeah. Or like yeah. like an abandoned van outside of an American naval base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, naval base. Naval base. Or uh it'd also be good for like that pile of tissues under your desk.
1: Excellent humor there from Bobby Judo. Bobby, Thank you. Um, yeah. we've talked about Japan enough. Uh, let's talk about our own countries in a section that we call my country's worse than yours.
0: Yeah, this is important to me because I did YouTube for a long time and anytime you say anything online or for for uh, anywhere, for people who like Japan to, to tune in and, and listen to or to find or for Japanese people to find, you say anything even remotely critical and the reaction is, get out of our country. If you don't like it, why don't you leave? Um, Already out. They sound a lot like Americans, but, um, yeah, no, I just want to point out that like finding fault with a country does not necessarily mean that, you know, you think that country is awful. You think it's terrible or that you think your own country is better. So what I wanted to do at the end of, uh, each of these sections is to kind of do a segment called my country's worse, where we also point out what's awful about our own country that week.
1: Yes, because that's always the best way to win an argument. If someone is coming at you and saying something critical, uh, the best way to defuse that is to say something critical back at them. Yeah, and uh, it's, on, it's, on, it's on that basis that we're fighting uh, fire with fire. Um, I'm going to go first. Um, as we're recording this, we're in the midst of a leadership election. Where um, are you from? I again? say it, uh, from uh, the UK. Uh, you might be able to tell that from my impeccable dress sense. Uh, and uh, it really comes through on the podcast, man. Thanks, ma'am. Uh, and so uh, basically uh, the way that our uh, constitution works, or should I say doesn't work, uh, mm-hmm. is um, you, we, don't, we don't elect our prime minister. What we do is we um, elect a, a local uh, member of parliament and then those member of parliaments, they club together um, in, in, in parties. And uh, they're not not the kind of parties that we've been talking about in Roppongi, boring political ones. And right. then that, that party has a leader um, and that leader is normally the person that can command a majority in the House of Commons. And they're asked by the Queen um, to form a government. Uh, and so, because Theresa May resigned, uh, because uh, she realised she was useless, um, she um, you know th- there's now an election within the Conservative Party. What that means is that it's not the general populace that are voting, um, but, but, but a very small section of, of Conservative Party members. Conservative Party is our, is our right-wing party. They've kind of lurched even further to the right as a result of uh, the Brexit Party and, and formerly uh, UKIP um, stealing some of their um, voters. And so the two candidates are Boris Johnson, and uh, Jeremy Hunt. Jeremy Hunt's uh, the newsreader's worst nightmare as they um, accidentally um, say a rude word um, on numerous occasions. Jeremy Hunt, by the way, speaks Japanese. Uh, he spent a couple of years in... Oh, yeah? In, in, yeah, he's, he's fascinated by Japan, spent a couple of years in Japan, so we know that he must be a loser. And uh, Boris Johnson, uh, famously one of the uh, worst foreign secretaries um, to, that, that we've had um, possibly ever. Um, Boris Johnson, s- such a, a little... So, just so little uh, respect or care for the truth um, that, that he's now, um, and I think in an interview yesterday, he was asked what his hobbies were, but Boris Johnson has this thing where he, he's so good at saying exactly what the interviewer wants to hear. Um, and uh, he, he didn't have a pre-prepared answer for what his hobbies were. And so he just said, I paint and he doesn't paint. And so then he had to kind of backtrack and go, what I mean by that is I build buses And he just got himself a computer. He builds buzzes. Yeah, out of um, wine boxes, he says. So um, uh, I'm going to say the reason why uh, my country's uh, worse than America is because um, your electoral system's bad, but at least our electoral electoral system, um, at least your electoral system doesn't present a fake choice. Um, to the people of the of the United Kingdom, where both of these um, candidates essentially have the same uh, policy on Brexit, they essentially have have the same uh, vo- voting record. And it's just not offering a choice at all, right? It's it's like you know having having these two candidates. It gives the illusion of choice. It's like you know if I opened up a babysitting agency and said, um, "Well, your children can be in the care of either Kate McCann or Jimmy Savile." Uh, strictly speaking, that is a choice, right? But it's not uh, you know it's not a choice you want to have to make. Um, and and what's sad is it's like if um. We have this shower gel, right, called Original Sauce, which is minty, um, and it really stings, right? It really stings you if you get it in the wrong place. Source? Sauce, sauce, um, original Wait, sauce,
0: original sauce. Wait, sauce like the tomato S- sauce.
1: so no, like the the origin of something. Original sauce, and um, I, and I, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. It's like if someone came to me and said, uh, "Would you like me to take this original sauce and rub it all over your cock and balls so it stings, or I'll take the bottle and shove it up your ass." Both aren't choices, and the sad thing is that the only people that have a, a choice in this vote between Boris Johnson and uh, and Jeremy Hunt are the zero point three percent of the population who are predisposed to liking both of those options. Absolute freaks, um, and it makes me very sad um, to, to to live in this country.
0: I would totally agree that your country um, is is worse just on the basis of how long winded and dry that was, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing um, It's the first but, episode. But we don't, we, don't, we for, don't know the shape it's taking. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know, uh, the the babysitting options. I think one of them is a pedophile, and the other one I don't know anything about.
1: Oh, uh, they were a negligent parent um, who um, they uh, they hit the news when they went to Portugal and uh, they went to a restaurant, leaving their children.
0: Um, so one will not room pay room. attention to your kids and the other will pay too much attention to your kids. Precisely. But Very OK, good. so uh, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, America is worse because our current president uh, was just accused by like the 22nd, depending on you know which numbers you go by, the 16th credible sexual assault <laughs> allegation. This one uh, was, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. was rape, and he responded to it by saying, first of all, that she was not his type. Uh, so I was like, that's insane. Uh, and then the accuser, a uh, writer named E. Jean Carroll, went on Anderson Cooper, and when he asserted that most people think of rape as a violent sexual assault, she said, no, I think most people think of rape as sexy. Um oh think of all the fantasies. And then when he immediately was like, we have to cut to commercial, uh, but we'll be back to talk more. She was like, uh, yeah, you're a fascinating person to talk to. And that's where like the feed cut. So, uh, president accused of rape again, responds by saying it's not his, not his type. The accuser then goes on to say that rape is sexy. That's why people fantasize about it. And also that she finds Anderson Cooper fascinating. So just a mess all over the board. Um, but yeah, Boris Johnson and his buses sounds, sounds nuts. Uh,
1: well, yeah. And well, uh, uh, Johnson also managed to do a little bit of Trumpian politics by, um, by having the police called to his house, uh, for under an, uh, an allegation of domestic violence. Yeah. Um. Domestic violence has to be violent. I don't think I'm not sure if we're gonna ha- if we're gonna continue with this section because what it means is we're ending each episode <laughs> with a just really the worst, just sad, the worst thing. Yeah. depressing thing. Well, let's take a vote. Uh, whose country's worse? Is it uh, Bobby Judo or Ollie Horn? I'm going to vote this week um, because it's the 16th rape allegation. I'm dis- I'm desensitized to it. Um, you got to so remember I- that I think- Japan is an option. Oh yeah, all right, um, all right. I'll vote for. Um yeah all right I think I've I've got a lot of mixed race friends who uh, were very very cross about uh, this poster. Um and it doesn't seem like anything's changing soon so I'm going to vote for Japan is worse.
0: I'm going to actually vote for my country. I'm going to vote for America because uh even though that poster is horrible um and promotes horribly irresponsible attitudes towards parenting at least the sex uh, implied in it is consensual. <laughs>